you have to know what direction you're facing to know where you're going to end up. Oh, wake up, wake up, rethink the status quo. When you get your money right, then you're the one who runs your life. Come build a wealthy spirit with Sammy and Michelle. Michelle, you know what I've been thinking a lot about this week? Tell me. We were on the Stacking Benjamins podcast, and Doug, one of the hosts, described us as sisters who treat life like an adventure. Ah, yes. Also, check out that episode if you haven't already. But I thought that was really interesting too, Sammy. You know, when I first heard it, I thought, me, adventurous? Hardly. (laughs) Because when I think of an adventurous person, when I think of someone who chases adventure, I think of my old PA school classmate, Alaska. At least I called him Alaska because he was from Alaska. Baseline adventurous already. And he was a climber. In fact, he did these things called ice climbing, and he even had photos in the National Geographic of him climbing. I'm like, that is adventurous. Oh, yeah. Very adventurous. Way more adventurous than me. Yes. In fact, he felt it was too adventurous at some point and decided to take up a new hobby, which was bicycling. But not just any old bicycling. It was like these extreme bicycle journeys that were like 400, 500 miles. And this was like his version of pickleball. (laughs) But for me, it's like 50 times more adventurous than anything I would ever do. So when Doug called us sisters who treat life like an adventure, it made me think a lot about the word adventure. In fact, I do think there's things that are adventurous that aren't necessarily athletic or going off into the wild. For example, our parents coming to the United States or even getting an arranged marriage. That's kind of adventurous in its own way. Oh yeah, once again, way more adventurous than me. (laughs) So I decided to look into the etymology of the word adventure and I found out it was ad, like to, and veneer, like to reach. So it's to arrive, to come, to reach. That's very interesting. I had no idea, honestly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of interesting because it's also not, you know, adventure, to arrive, to reach. To reach kind of seems like you're at your final destination or to Mm. arrive. And to reach, you know, that reminds me of. Stretching? Yes. If you're American, it probably (laughs) reminds you of stretching. But I always think about how, like, when we have family members visit from India and they, or when we visit them, uh, they will say, have you reached? Have you reached? Yes, have you reached? Even I say that sometimes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't. And <laughs> so sometimes <laughs> they would say things like, have you reached? And I'd be like, huh? Like, reached where? Like a typical American, like, wait, reached what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I love that because typically they are traveling across the world. And so to say, like, have you reached is such a great subset of this entomology of the word adventure like you said exactly to reach to arrive and you know how you arrive and reach at the place where you want to end up you choose your direction it's like Lao Tzu says if you don't change your direction you may end up where you are heading oh yes oh my gosh so true And I like to even think if you don't change your direction, you may end up where you are facing, that direction that you're facing. 
and adventure, then I really saw adventure is changing the direction that we are facing. So yeah, sure, ice climbing, 400 mile bike rides, that's adventure. But also deliberately changing the direction that you're facing is an adventure as well. I'm so excited to talk more about this today, Sammy. I think our listeners are really people who have such diverse interests and things that they want to do. And something I'm really excited to delve into is how you can choose your own adventure, what's best for you, and taking a look at what that really means. So let's get into it. But first, Sammy, I'm really excited about this new partner of ours, Air Health. Sometimes when you are choosing your own adventure, your flights get canceled. This happened to me recently. Storm across the East Coast, can't get anything rebooked, 12-hour delay. And after all of that happens, yeah, I want to reach out to the airlines. I want to get something for myself. I want to see if I can get any compensation. But I don't have the time for that always. I don't really want to go on the phone and argue with some poor representative. And AirHelp will do that for you. That's what I love. You give them your travel information. You tell them what happened. They don't make any guarantees, but they will go and they will reach out for you and see if there's something, a law or even a goodwill package that the company is willing to give you. I loved using AirHelp so much. I reached out to partner with them. They are so awesome, so nice. And the best part is you only pay $24.99 if they actually are able to make something happen. So use the link in our show notes because I wouldn't be surprised if somebody listening to this has gone through the situation in the past like three years. So take a look. Back to today's topic of choosing your own adventure. Michelle and I listened to this awesome TED talk by Nick Martin called Live Life to the Fullest, which we felt really complimented today's discussion about choosing your own adventure. Nick was a guy who worked a corporate job in Europe. He was doing the typical nine to five grind. He talks about how he'd wake up on Sunday and sometimes think, am I really going to do the same thing again next week and the week after and for decades? What's the point of all this? He went on his annual vacation. Yes, in Europe, they have annual vacations, so they have built out time to make these little realizations. So he went on his annual vacation to New Zealand and he stayed in a camper van and he traveled around and met awesome people. He noticed he was smiling the whole time. He was learning new things about new people and their cultures and new perspectives. And then when he came back to his corporate nine to five job, it was almost like he just couldn't unsee the light that he saw on his vacation. He knew he had to find a way to get out of the job and he really wanted to travel full time. So he ended up getting in the driver's seat of his life and quitting his job and spending his life traveling. I loved listening to this, Sammy, because not only does he have actionable takeaways for anybody looking to go for their own adventure, I think he's also really emblematic of something that we've both noticed, which is that a big life moment that makes you step away from your job in your case, getting our thyroid removed, in my case, losing my job, that can be one of the first moments that you actually realize like, hey, like maybe I'm not satisfied. Maybe I've been going in this direction and I'm about to arrive somewhere that I'm not really excited about. 
And so it was really cool to hear him talk about how he made that change. And in his case, he decided to travel the world. Yes. And his big emphasis with his whole journey is what we're talking about today, which is this idea that adventure is actually about changing the direction that you're facing. He talks about how if he didn't get into the driver's seat of his own life and decide the direction that he was going, he would, just like everybody else, end up where you end up when you work the same 9 to 5 corporate job for decades. And this made me think, what prevents us from changing the direction that we are facing? That's such a great question, Sammy. It's funny because we talk so much, especially when we started this podcast, about checkboxing your way to success. I think we're put into school systems where you work and you try to get the A, and then they say, okay, these are good schools. You should go to these good schools. And then it's, all right, these are good jobs, you know, the whole doctor, lawyer, engineer spiel. And after you start making money and you've gotten yourself to that point, sometimes we don't stop and reflect hey, these decisions that I made sort of just based off nothing. When I was 18, 20, 23 years old, maybe they're not serving me anymore. And I I really think that it's that inertia that keeps us doing the thing we're trying to do, even if we're starting to feel that we're not quite happy. You bring up a great point that I didn't even think about. It's this idea that ignorance is one of the biggest things that prevents us from changing our direction. Just not even being aware that we are facing a certain way and that we will end up where that way is facing unless we make a change. I think a lot of people are at that place, probably not listeners of our podcast, but a lot of people are at that place where maybe they don't even realize that changing their direction is actually even an option. I think another big practical one that we talk about a lot here on the podcast is finances. That, that is definitely huge. What I love about the FIRE movement, financial independence, retire early, is it is all about frugality. It is about saving your income, but usually with this intention of at some point being able to use that money to buy back your time or buy the things that you want for your adventure. One thing that Nick Martin talks about is how a lot of times it's about your mindset and about figuring out things on the way. And a big part of that is how am I going to pay for this? He jokes about how he has rich parents, but in actuality, he'd work like six jobs at a time and sometimes only had $40 left in a country while he was trying to figure it out. And I think that's really amazing for him. But I think the fire movement is good for people like us who, (laughs) yes, you know, we're not ice picking in Alaska. We are simple people who we want to have a little bit of a nest egg. We want to have a little bit of a fallback plan. And financial independence can help you help get you there, if not all the way to retirement, to a point where you have a little bit of money saved up so you can pivot and do something different, whether that's travel or, in my case, pivot your career. In your case, move to a small town and roll the dice. (laughs) It's exactly true, Michelle. I think a lot of people might look at us living in a desert town in the middle of nowhere needing a helicopter pass just in case we get a fracture. (laughs) And then getting stuck in Las Vegas and the mayor has to come and pick you up. True story. (laughs) Not for us. Not for us. And they might look at that and think, man, these girls are really adventurous. But actually, (laughs) we are just kind of financially uh, insecure and we wanted to build up some more financial (laughs) security and this was a way to do it. So 
It's funny how sometimes adventure can look like one thing to one person, like, oh, we want to move to the middle of nowhere and explore. And really, it's like, no, we just want to increase our financial stability. And this seemed like the most practical and efficient and rapid way to do that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Sammy, I, I totally agree with you. And on the flip side, I do think one of the reasons sometimes people say dog on second Benjamins can call us adventurous is I feel like we have big yes and energy. (laughs) And so yes and is a concept from improv originally, I believe, which is you never want to stop a scene. Let's say I pretend to be a cop and I'm creating this scene and I say we're on Mars. You're not supposed to be like, no, we're on Jupiter. As soon as I say I'm a cop, we're on Mars, then my partner has to be like, okay, yes, and I'm a prisoner and I'm working with the situation you give me. All that to say is I feel like you and I have yes and energy, where if we feel pulled to something, like you had this job opportunity, I remember you looking at the points, Spanish speaking, no weekends, all of these different aspects that you had literally visualized in your mind, in a desert even. And you were like, you know what? Let me go go to the interview. Let me check out the area. And we sort of followed our intuition and it, it led us here, which was kind of crazy and different. And yet at the same time, I'm really grateful for that experience because I think it was the thing that we needed and we were willing to like, yes, and our way to it, figuring it out. I would even say we yes anded some of the fire concepts such as them saying housing is your biggest expense. How can you reduce your housing expense? And I think initially when I hear that, I'm like, oh, I couldn't reduce my housing expense. We were living in San Francisco. That's expensive. But we said, okay, housing is the biggest expense. Yes. And our parents live in San Francisco, actually. So (laughs) we will move in with them. And even though there's part of us that's thinking, oh, I don't know about that. You know, we're going to be sharing a room. But we gave it a try. And same thing when it, when I would hear things like, oh, you raise your income. You can't just frugal down. You also have to consider raising your income. And I would say things like, well, I work at a nonprofit and I like working for community centers and they don't pay. And plus, I want to make sure I'm speaking Spanish. So I have all these limiting factors in my income. And then that job popped up in my email and I thought, okay, I did say that these were all limiting (laughs) factors and this job is saying that it has all the things I want. Yes, and we'll try moving to the desert. In a way, finances, it can be a barrier, but if finances are what is preventing you from changing your direction, from going on your own adventure, from leading your adventure... Finances can be kind of practical. There can be ways around your issues with finances. You can learn how to spend less. You can learn how to earn more. You can learn how to invest money. All of these things can help build your wealth. So in a way, finances, yes, they can prevent you from changing your direction. But if you realize that that's the issue, you can change that. We literally call this Build a Wealthy Spirit, Sammy, because we think of building wealth as part of your spiritual journey. Not because money is the end goal, unless (laughs) it is. I don't think it is for most of our listeners, but if it is, more power to you. But because money opens up opportunities, money is a tool. We cannot tell you what your adventures are. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's having a baby. Maybe it's just taking some time off. Maybe it's traveling the world. Regardless, having 
basic personal finance tools can really help you go for those dreams and make that risk a little bit less scary too. Yes, Michelle. And outside of ignorance, outside of finances, I think truly one of the biggest things that prevents people from changing the direction that they're facing, from leading their adventure, is fears about what other people will think about them. Ugh, yes. Actually, I thought it was really interesting that Nick Martin brought this up because he specifically calls out, like, we have something that we want to do deep in our hearts. Like, we know intuition-wise, this is the thing that's calling to me. And when he said, and then we don't do it because we're worried about what people think, that was so true for me, Sammy. We were literally one year ago, sitting in our home, felt like a hurricane outside, (laughs) having this conversation. And I was not moving forward with my writing, with my publishing. And I told you, I am just too focused on what other people will think. It's such a public act to say, I want to try this new thing like writing and creating, but everybody can see me do it. Everybody can see me fail. And I think it was such a big moment for us when we just realized like, hey, life is short. And then a radio tower fell on our house Literally in that moment. <laughs> in that moment. In, in that, that moment. moment. Talk about Eureka moment. Mm-hmm. It really felt like a sign from God. And it was after that, I really thought I was like, wow, life is both short and it's so long. Like it's way too short to not do the things you want to do. And it's way too long to be going in a direction that you don't want to be going. And so that's when I really, like that was September and October was when I took my writing class and that fully turned around the trajectory of my like creator experience like i've been writing online i've been tweeting i've been meeting new people i've been building community and it's all because i finally took those first steps but i was so afraid of what other people would think about me and the truth is people do have some people they do make a comment they got thoughts they got thoughts but it's never really that serious it's really about our own internal struggles it's true michelle for me If I continued on the direction I was facing, it's kind of obvious to me where I would end up because there are so many people who I've worked with who've been doing this job for decades or longer, and maybe for them, it's exactly what they'd want to do. For some of them, it's probably still not what they'd want to do, but I can literally see where I will be if I continue on this journey. And that's why I'm working on taking a sabbatical because I know that The only way I can continue on my adventure and be in the driver's seat is if I change the direction that I'm facing. I love that, Sammy. And you know, I'm really excited because we are at a major inflection point in our choose your own adventure narrative. We're about to make some big changes that we're really excited about. Once again, foreshadowing. (laughs) Foreshadowing. And honestly, it's really cool to have a podcast because then you get to track those things but hopefully also if you're listening to this like i think one thing that's really cool is that when people who listen to this podcast reach out to us often they tell us like hey i started a blog i started a podcast i am leaving my job and i'm doing something more remote i'm spending more time with my kids i'm moving across the world literally these are things that people who listen to this podcast are doing and i think that's so exciting because we are all choosing our own adventure and I just really feel like this is the next chapter for all of us. 
Takeaways. Takeaways from this episode. Adventure. Adventure is to arrive. And to arrive somewhere, you have to be in the driver's seat. You have to know what direction you're facing to know where you're going to end up. So take a look at your life. Where are you facing right now? Are you okay with where you're going to end up? And if not, what is preventing you from being adventurous? What is preventing you from changing the direction that you want to go in? Is it simply ignorance? And this podcast has pointed out that maybe you're not facing the direction that you want to be in. Or is it something else like finances, which mean a financial plan could help get you to your goal? Or is it fear about what other people will think about you? Or a combination of all three? You know, Michelle, I think a reason that a lot of times we realize that we need to change the direction of our life in our mid or our quarter life is because we've started on our path a little bit. Right in the beginning, it's a little bit hard to know that we're facing a direction and that we're going somewhere. But once we've progressed a little bit, we're like, oh, oh, I can see the end now. And I may or may not be happy with that. I agree, Sammy. And I have been at all of these points in the last 10 years. Impossible. You look like you're 10 years old. Stop. When I was <laughs> when I was a baby, I wondered. <laughs> I arrived at Earth. I thought, hmm, am I? facing any direction (laughs) came out of the womb choosing my next adventure (laughs) despite looking so young no i graduated college i wanted to be a writer then and i just didn't have the money to support myself the economy wasn't good so i chose sales because i thought it would be more stable and it was it provided me with the security that i needed i had no idea where the world was gonna go there was no Substack, YouTube wasn't a thing, creators weren't a thing. So I was pretty ignorant to what my options were. It's so funny to look back and think about how much I really thought so much about what other people think about me. And never people, even that I know, because my family is so supportive, my friends are so supportive, but you can find the negative voices. And so I just want to say, like, I really resonate with all of these bumps on the road. So let us know your adventure. Where are you facing? Where are you thinking of changing a facing? What's the direction? What's your arrival point that you want to reach? Let us know at buildawealthyspirit.com. Community time! Before we say goodbye, it's our community time. Sammy, you did allude to it a little bit, but I do want to highlight we were on the Stacking Benjamins podcast last week, which I'm not going to lie. Huge, huge moment. Super fun. We had such a great conversation with Joe, and I would love for you to listen to it. If you guys are interested in our story, you listen to this podcast, so maybe you are. Maybe you came from Stacking Benjamins, if that's the case. Welcome. Welcome. Drop us a hello, buildawealthyspirit.com. We'd love to hear from you. And you know who was the most excited, Sammy? Our parents. Our parents. (laughs) They were so excited. They put up the YouTube video on their TV. Our dad called us mini celebrities. Our mom loves Stacking Benjamins. It was really a full circle moment. Stacking Benjamins was one of the very, very first podcasts I ever listened to about finance. Before I even knew what fire was. Before I even read I Will Teach You To Be Rich. And it's just an entertaining show on top of being a money show. So I think it's a really good show for people who maybe aren't ready to necessarily sit and listen to an episode about the weeds of finance the whole time. 
But if they're looking for entertainment and laughs and coincidentally learning some information at the same time, Stacking Benjamins is definitely the show. Highly, highly recommend. Shoutouts from our community. I do want to give a shout out to Nate. He left two actually amazing comments. One on our Lazy Girl episode. And two, he said he loved the Charlie Gilkey interview. He said the part that really resonated with him was choosing who owns a question versus choosing who owns a decision, which I loved. We've been applying that a lot recently. And so I definitely wanted to give him a shout out because he always sends really, really insightful thoughts on different ideas around the podcast. He'll send me a DM on Twitter or email us through buildawealthyspirit.com. So thank you so much, Nate, for being such a great listener. We really appreciate it. And honestly, really appreciate all of your thoughts when they pop up. If you are listening to this and this episode, Choose Your Own Adventure, has inspired a thought, you're thinking about your own adventures, you're like, I shifted the way I was pointing and my new direction has brought me so much life, or not, you know, let us know, buildawealthyspirit.com. We would love to hear from you. You're able to comment there, catch show notes, review of this episode, links to anything we referenced. Find us there. And most importantly, be sure to join us next time as we put down the rule book and we rethink the status quo. So I decided to look into the etymology of the word adventure, and I found out it was ad, like to, and venir, like to come. So adventure, <laughs> oh god, maturity level zero, maturity level zero. <laughs> I really didn't think that about this. I'm sorry, please continue. <laughs> Just like there's no hope for this podcast right now. <laughs>